Anita, how's your mental health? <laughs> Questionable <laughs> at all times. You know this. Yeah. How's the mental health of your children? Um, also a little bit tricky. Can I tell you my experience in trying to find therapists for myself and my kids, Mel? Yes, please. Okay. This is how it goes. You ask around your friends and your family for a referral for somebody who's nearby. You finally find somebody who sounds like they might work for your family. You give them a call and you find out that A, they're not accepting new patients or B, they have a huge wait list. So you start over again and you ask people if they know anybody who would be a good therapist and a good fit. Finally, you find one, you go and you meet with them and you figure out that you don't actually like them that much. But it's been so much work to find somebody who you can go to in your area that you're kind of stuck with them. Well, do you have any ideas for how to get around this? Um, I do, because guess what? I've actually had some therapists that I have found on my own, which involves what you're saying. Sometimes I remember one time I was like three hours in the bathtub on my phone looking through yeah. websites. I was such a prune at the end. But I have also had the experience with working with BetterHelp and it was like, I, I don't want to say too good to be true, but because it is true, but it's like amazing because I was matched with my therapist within 24 hours. And you didn't have to go through all of that other ridiculous process of trying to find somebody. And here's the cool thing too, is if that person didn't work out for you, you can just switch and say, and it's not like you're committing to another years long search for somebody who you're going to jive with. It's true. And I lucked out or maybe just BetterHelp is really good at matching people together because I never had to change my therapist. I loved her. Perfect fit for me. And I know that some of our friends have used BetterHelp and they've had to change therapists and boom, same day can change. Easy peasy. You can ghost your therapist. <laughs> Get a new one. I love this idea. BetterHelp is one of our sponsors. If you use our promo code, trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN, you get 10% off your first month and we totally recommend it. Yes. Get some therapy. That's <laughs> trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN. Wait for it. Bleep, bloop, bleep, bloop, 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 bloop. Hi, I'm Mel. I'm Anita. And we are Widow Wives. Yes. Welcome to our podcast. Where we try to figure out what do we do now? Did you like that explosion in there? I put that explosion in the theme song because our lives exploded. That theme song has so much depth to it that a normal human will never understand. You know what? I know. Yeah. It's okay. It gave me something to do. Yeah. It gives me a reason to live. That's good, I guess. So, there you go. We're in a cave right now. We are. It's a really great cave. It's an actual cave. I'm also in an emotional cave, but that's beside the point. We'll we're going to gonna talk about why you're an emotional in an emotional cave. Yes. But the physical cave was built by my daughter to help give us a, what did you call it? Dead space. A dead space. No pun intended. No pun intended. We're sitting behind my couch. We've got about two feet of space between the couch and the wall. And then there's pillows on top of it. We're going to post a picture to Instagram because it's like every seven-year-old's dream or back here. Or 37-year-old now. <laughs> so, um... Well, Anita, I have not seen you for like a week, over a week. Yeah, it's been a while. I've missed you so much. 
you're just jealous. Well, really. I am so selective of who I hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> you had nobody to hang out with. Yeah. Oh, no, I did. That's sad. I had some good friends help me through some hard times the last few weeks, but I am that's so good. glad you're back. So I just got back from Hawaii. I went to Maui and raced in a big, huge race called the Xterra Off-Road Triathlon World Championships. This is a big deal. It was a big deal. And we... It did not go 100% as planned, but pretty close to 100% as planned. I did have to make a quick trip to the ER while I was there. No big deal. No big deal. Everything's fine now, but I'm waiting for the bill. I think it's going to be about $9 million. Probably. Yeah. Plus tax. Dang it. Vacation Hawaii. tax. Vacation tax. Yep. Yeah. I ate a ton of bad stuff for me, and now I'm back and have to not eat any bad stuff for me yeah but guess what anita's doing everybody she has started something called no sugar november aka no joy november i'm trying to convince her that this is not a good idea because holidays are very very hard as a widow yeah and you haven't had a thanksgiving yet without jason Ugh, i know but you just had halloween yeah blah i think you should eat sugar okay the problem is is that i'm really good at eating sugar and i need I either like binge on it or I can't eat any of it. So you could just do keto with me. Keto is even worse. It's way worse. It, but I have no inflammation pain in my whole body. Oh, I probably should do it, but I really like carbs. I don't know. I miss chips so much. They're like my favorite thing. And sourdough. I do. You were miss. sick before you went to Hawaii. Yeah, I had a cold. Yep. And Anita ate a whole entire loaf of sourdough. It was good with butter. That was delicious. Um, how did Halloween go for you? Um, it was very terrible. Yeah. You so, had like a bad I have, week and a half? Mm -hmm. I've had a bad month, I think. Oh. So what is today? Oh, November <clears throat> it's 1st. November 1st because I already fell off the wagon for No Sugar November. So this is my second year approaching Scott's death anniversary, And last year was hard. I wasn't... Ugh. I don't even know how to explain this. Okay, so we've talked before about how Scott's birthday is on September 11th. And last year on Scott's birthday was one of the worst days of my life. Almost as bad as like the day he died. Because that day was padded with so much shock. But yeah. the time at the cemetery, it was so hard because he wasn't there. And I'm, I'm like looking at these headstones of people who have lost their spouse. And none of them lost them when they were 35 or whatever. So it was like 80. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, they'll see them in 15 years because they just died. So anyway, it just was a hard day, um, and it kind of sent me into a funk that I never really came out not of. like and a good funk. Not a good funk. Like, not, not like, like a funky funk. Correct. Not like grooving. Not like Earth, Wind, and Fire funk or any of that stuff. <sighs> yeah. The good stuff. So that was September, and Scott's first year death anniversary was November 6th, 2018. So I kind of was in a bad spot all the way up until then so between his birthday yeah and his death day yeah and I had a lot of stuff leading up to that I had to move out of my house I was kind of in a transient living state were you homeless I was not homeless I slept in a car one night only you did yeah because I got locked out of my friend's house <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to wake them up because I knew her husband had to go to work at five oh gosh so I'm like it's a nice night I'll just stay in my car I bet that was restful I have to pee a lot in the night I had bottles in my car. No. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do? I'd park across the street at the neighbors. <laughs> we need to talk more about this. 
yeah. at some point in time. Just you and I, because... I don't think anyone wants to hear about... I just want to know how exactly you aimed for the bottle. Wide mouth jars. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, back on track. <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> no, because that's awesome. Is that funny? Okay. I don't know. You decide later. Okay. I was in a constant state of mental duress, and I just figured that it was going to be the second worst day of my life, November 6, 2018, because it was the death anniversary and things like that are hard. Well, to my surprise, I had a terrible month of October and then terrible November 1st through 5th. And then I got to November 6th and it was like this big weight lifted off of me. Mm. And the anticipation of the event was way worse than the actual event. And I realized Scott is not going to re-die. I don't have to live through that again. Mm. Now, I also have nightmares about Scott re-dying a lot. And that also, that helps define my mental state, I guess. So if I have a dream where he's died again, and I have to rebury him and re-deal with all that, and then in, in the initial part of the dream, like, oh, I guess he wasn't dead after all, but now he's dead. It's like I grieve it all over again in a shorter amount of time. So that's kind of hard. Do you have those? Not that I know of. Oh, that's, I'm so glad for you. I also have dreams sometimes where Scott's there and he's ignoring me and he's mad at me. I've had those dreams. Yeah. They like, like talk to you. Yes. I've had a few dreams like where Jason's there and he's super annoyed at me. And one of the dreams he was like, I'm so mad. Like we were at a family function. He's like, you haven't talked to me the whole time we've been here. And I was like, I'm such a jerk. Why would I not talk to him? Like, what's wrong with me? And then even in the dream, I was like, you haven't talked to him because you haven't talked to him because he died. Right. So that was. You're more weird. coherent in your dream, I think, dreams than I am. Maybe. Because in mine, I'm like, why is he not talking to me? And like, I'll sc- like yell at him. I'm like, why are you not talking to me? Well, he was mad that I hadn't talked to him. I know, but Jason talks to you in your dream and Scott won't say a word to me. <sighs> Scott, come on, get it together in Mel's head. Jason, can you please work on Scott? <laughs> <laughs> can you give Scott some dead person lessons? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, when Mel and I very first started talking, I told her that I would instruct Jason to go kick Scott in the shins for not having life insurance. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if it's happened yet, but... Can, do you think they have actual shins to kick? Yeah. Or if he tried to kick, would it just go through his shin? Would it be like a puff of smoke? Hmm. I'm not sure about I'm that. I'm not sure either. I hadn't thought about it. Well, anyway. Anyway. Back to my emotional cave. So fast forward to this year, Scott's birthday, September 11th, 2019. I learned my lesson from last year that I just need to keep things low key and not do anything that's a big deal because I don't know how I'm going to react ever. And it was just too hard last year. So this year I stayed in my room and I just made sure I had cleared the day and that I didn't have anything stressful or pressing and that I didn't commit myself to anything. And it was so much better for me. That's so interesting. The thing I find is like you, you never know what's going to work. I never know if something's going to trigger me or if it's going to help me. So I just try to keep things super mellow and easygoing and not too many demands upon yeah. you. So you can go one way or the other. Exactly. I've only done one. So I did Jason's birthday in April. And when when it was Scott's first birthday, you did like a big hooray thing yeah there was like cakes at the cemetery that the nieces and nephews made and that was too much for you that made you go nuts yeah it did okay 
because we had like a big party and I loved it. See, we're so different. This is why yeah. there's no formula. <sighs> I was hoping because since you're further along, I was hoping when we talked about this stuff that I'd be like, okay, now I know how to deal with Christmas. I know how to deal with the first death anniversary and things like that. So maybe not because maybe we're going to be different, but still, you probably still have some words of wisdom maybe maybe not maybe not i don't know tbd and also with christmas his first christmas it was so close to him dying that i was still in such a fog and it was also a horrible horrible day Hmm. but i had set out making the day good and what made it bad oh it realizations i think yeah so yeah i mean i was in the mindset of okay well let's still do the this stuff like let's I like s- try and treat it like a normal yeah like let's christmas i'll still go over to his family's house and my parents came down and we're like let's do what scott would like to do let's have like the big cheese tray and let's do Ooh, all these things that and have lots good. of food and we had all this soup made and i was excited and i went over there and then they started opening presents the first present that somebody opened was a big nice family picture oh of scott and his brothers. Yeah, that would be hard. And it, it just kind of took everybody's breath away and like everyone's yeah. saying. But you keep going, you know, and it's like you cry a little bit and then we did more stuff. And it's it's like fun with the kids and stuff. And I didn't have the food that I wanted to bring over for and at that point. And so we went back home and something happened when I got back to my house where it was just like everything crashing on me and I couldn't deal with it. Is it because you went home and it was like Scott wasn't there and he like should be there? No, I think it was, I left his family's house, went back to my house and I just, I don't know. I don't have a good reason. It's like so hot in here. It feels so good. I love it. But don't you want to breathe like air? No. I feel like I need to breathe air. Don't ruin my cave. Um, so for Christmas this year, tell me if you think this is a great idea. And you missed the bandwagon for this one. My mom was asking me about what I wanted to do for Christmas. And we have a tradition where everybody has a stocking hung up on her banister. And we draw names. And then you have to, like, sneak a gift into your person's. And then we, like, sit all around and pull them all out and then try and guess who had your name. So my mom... um was like, what are what are we going to do, right? She was trying to be really sensitive and try and pre, preempt any, like, surprise feelings. And I was like, yeah, we're going to put out his stocking, and I get his presents. Yes. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do this year. I'm going to ask for stuff that Jason, air quote, wants, so I can just have more presents. <laughs> Pickles? No. Come like, on. better stuff than that. What would he want? I never knew. Jason... He was too good of a person. He was always like, I don't need anything. He did not ever demand presents. He was just not into making people buy him stuff. So I always had a hard time buying him stuff because he didn't ever want anything. Jason. I know. That's why you died. But sometimes it was good because I'd be like, ooh, we need this. And it would be something that I wanted. But since he hadn't really requested anything, I could spend all our money on that. Bummer. Yeah. Sometimes we assume that unless we had a huge life insurance payout, we don't really need to know anything about investments or even finances. But guess what? A little knowledge of finances is critical for all of us. 
Maybe your partner was in charge of that stuff and now you find yourself making all the decisions. Maybe you're mad about that. Maybe I am. Nicole from the He's Gone But The Money's Not podcast is here to help. She tackles financial literacy by telling the stories of women and widows and finance experts and shares the lessons they've learned as certified financial planners. Whether you know a lot and feel confident in your financial decisions or feel unsure about all of that stuff, there is more to learn. Listen and subscribe to the He's Gone But The Money's Not podcast on all podcast platforms. This ad was paid for by Rock House Financial, an SEC-registered investment advisor. But, well, maybe your Christmas will be okay. Um, yeah. I wonder if it'll be different also because I have kids, right? Like you had nieces and nephews, but not your own kids. So. Yes. And. I think that could go either way though. I feel like it could go either way too. I, I get people that ask me like, do you wish that you had kids or do you wish that you didn't have, have kids? And I think I don't know. Right. How would you answer that? But because it's like, well, if you have kid, then you have a reminder of him. And I'm like, also, if I have a kid, I would be so mad since he didn't leave life insurance and I would have to work harder Mm -hmm. and have all that stress. Um, I would I know everyone that says they have kids like they don't regret having their kids. So whatever. There's that half of the time. Well, except Anita. (laughs) But (laughs) having kids is super hard. They take so much of your emotional strength and they need physical help and um, helping them with grief is really hard. But at the same time, they give you motivation and keep you going because you don't really have the choice not to feed them and not to take care of them. So I think it could go both ways too. For me right now, I feel like, oh man, this might get dark. Um, Here we go. Oh, hey, maybe your sister can play the creepy Halloween organ music. Yes. Do 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 do. Um, it's really hard for me, honestly, to find stuff to live for. Yeah. And so I ended up getting dogs because I have to feed them and I love them. Yeah. And that's the closest thing that I have. I I feel like some people are like, oh, well, you didn't have kids, so like you can just go get married and to someone else and do this. And it's like, okay, don't ever say that to anybody. <laughs> don't say that to me ever. I hate that so much. Somebody said to me one time, um, so how old are you? I'm like 35. Oh, so you can still have kids with someone else. Like, so you're fine. And I'm like, oh my gosh. What is wrong with you? Don't say that ever. First of all, don't assume that people want to have kids ever. True. Yeah. Second of all, don't say that. It's very insensitive. It's no nobody's business. Anyway, I feel such a loss of the future and what was to be. And yeah. I think because of my, you know, we talked about my 20s being super hard and, and going through a divorce and then going through abusive relationships and then or dating guys that were great guys and it just didn't work out. It was a big roller coaster and it was super hard and I felt like I spent so much time and energy doing all that um, and and also trying to do what other people wanted me to do, like following this checklist. It's like I am doing all this and my the doors keep getting slammed in my face. So I am exhausted and because I, I finally found Scott and then Scott died. So it's like, is it worse or is it better? Like some people could say, well, but you only had two years together. So like that means... It's not as hard yeah, as somebody. you didn't have time to grow close. Yeah. And it's like, but I also am grieving that I didn't have time yeah. to gel and to grow close. And that 
we never got to the that point you know so that part is so hard for me and that's why sometimes I'm like I just wish I don't wouldn't wake up today because I'm tired it's hard it gets really dark I don't know if I'll leave that in or cut it out I think you should actually I think you should leave it in because because uh, it's, it's true. the truth yeah. and we gloss over it and we don't talk about it and it has to it has to reach the light of day Okay, I'll like do that. It. Yeah, I'll be the crusader. Yeah, and and here's the thing though, is that people's knee jerk reaction is to be like, "Oh no, Mel, don't you know you have all of these things to live for, right?" Yeah, and it's not it's not super helpful, is it? What, no. What helps you? I mean, what do you find helpful? Uh, I find for me that when I have friends that are like listening to me and they're and I tell them. Here's where I'm at. So what I do, I always try to be accountable and tell a, tell a friend how I'm feeling. Phone a friend. Phone a friend. May I phone a friend? I always tell my mom. And then, uh, for example, a couple of weeks ago, what is that? Here's the deal, too. There's I've a lot a, of deals. I have so many deals. Have so many deals. You're like a dealer in Las Vegas. I'm a dealer, you guys. That's better than a meth dealer. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, um, I think because... I've had several concussions and a death close together. My brain does wonky things. So I I can recognize when it's not me and it's my brain telling me funny things like, oh, you should drive your car off of this road. I'm like, oh, no, no brain. You're not going to tell me that. I'm going to call a friend. So what I do is I'm like, hey, my brain just told me this. I know that that's not real. Will you talk to me while I'm driving? Do you just want talking about normal things or do you want like, don't drive off the cliff, Mel? Well, because I'm not going to drive off the cliff because my my logical, rational self is like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. I know this is my brain. You just need to be grounded, sort of. Yeah. And it helps me to talk to someone and they're like, dang it, I'm so sorry. And and I'm lucky that I have good friends that know how to talk to me about it, I guess. I don't know if I would know how to talk to someone about this, honestly, if they called me Um, and they were in crisis, but... Yeah, um, for me, it helps me to talk about how I'm feeling and just to be totally honest with those things. And then they listen. And then usually I it goes to some sort of funny place and we're joking about stuff. So um, I actually just wrote a blog post about this. You did? Yeah, it's called Being Passively Suicidal. Did I, you post it? I did. Didn't oh, you? I didn't you read see it. it. I did? Maybe you have widow brain. Did I tell you I read it? Yeah. It was my last one. It took me like oh, yes. nine months oh, to gosh. write. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like this week. It was like a week ago. Yeah, something like that. before I went to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So if anybody... Yes, is, I remember now. <laughs> I learned in therapy that it's normal for people to be passively suicidal. That means that you're not looking for ways where you end your life, but it means that you just wish you wouldn't wake up. And I think a lot of people feel like that. People can get overwhelmed with work and... I know I have a good friend. We talk about this kind of crazy stuff all the time, and, and she's really open with me about her postpartum anxiety and depression, and we just kind of talk about all this like it's normal and clinical, and your brain does funny things, and, you know. Anyway, I wrote a post about it. If anyone needs to check it out, I'm writing about it because I didn't know about it, and I'm learning, and so I figure it will help somebody, even though that's kind of like sketchy weird dark material that people are scared to talk about or whatever so i I only had 
suicidal thoughts for a few weeks, I would say. And they were always terrible because like this is this is like weird to say this out loud, but I only wanted me and all of my kids to die at once though. So I would be like, we have to all get in the car and drive off a cliff because I didn't want to leave them behind. Right. And when I would say that to people, it was like, I'm not serious. Like I'm not planning to really do it, but that's, that's how I feel. Like I'm so, I feel so hopeless that that is what my brain is thinking. Yeah. Um, And it was helpful to be able to talk to people like I had a friend who is also a widow and I was like, this is, this is how I'm feeling. And she was like, I totally get it. Not like you need help. Right. Like you can talk to those people and they're not alarmed. They're like, this is normal for the situation. I don't know what, I don't know when. That's why I'm scared to talk about it a little bit on here because you and I are used to talking about stuff like that and joking because that's our brains. But maybe people that haven't gone through are alarmed. Like yeah. working. And I don't know what, I don't know what the, I don't know when it becomes alarming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you know somebody else, I don't know at what point you say, I need to do something instead of just listen. I actually think about this all the time because, you know, there are like national suicide months and all that. And, and I'm thinking like, man, I, how would you know? Cause some people are, everybody's so different. I don't know. I don't know either. You're so hot in this cave. I just need fresh. I love the stale air. But um, at least my daughter sprayed that $3 perfume in here. Before yeah. Make was that from the ABC store? No, it was from the swap meet. Oh, fun. This guy had her so... <laughs> oh, wait. Yes. in. He's like, it's a money back guarantee. And she's like, mom, it's a money back guarantee. And I'm like, well, that's great <laughs> because for your $3 perfume, all you have to do is buy a plane ticket back to Hawaii and then a dollar to get into the swap meet and then you can get your $3 back. She bought it. Oh, it was she like loves a it. Thousand degrees in Hawaii. And then we came home. It was 20 degrees here. Yeah. It's really cold. It was crazy. I'm sorry for you. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to holidays. Oh yeah. Okay. So back to holidays. So yesterday was Halloween and yesterday was also a very hard day for me because uh, two years ago on Halloween, it was the last day that Scott and I were together doing something, hanging out before he flew off and died. To his death. I have a picture of him and me and his nieces and nephews and we're all in costume. Well, and what then did you dress up as? I was a unicorn cat. Of course you were. I had a unicorn face and I also had a onesie that was a cat. <laughs> it was great. Like just not even surprised. I know. I found a picture of me from the Halloween before. Yeah. I had a Jabba the Hutt costume but I replaced the head with a horse head. <gasps> Ollie... We have a horse head. He was a horse because I refused to buy him a costume this year. Why? Because I just spent like a million dollars for him to go to Hawaii. And oh, I was yeah. like, I'm not buying. Like we have a costume box. We have a ton of stuff. Go put yourself a costume together. He was so mad. And then he didn't wear the horse head. He oh just went gosh. around and people just gave him candy. They're like, what are you? And he's like, oh. he's like, I'm a grumpy kid. Yes. <laughs> My mom wouldn't buy me a costume because she's terrible. How was Halloween for you? Um... So what you said about anticipation being 
worse than the actual event. I have found that to be the case for most things, but also for most things, like we had our wedding anniversary in October, um, just a couple weeks ago. It was our 20th wedding anniversary. And I just find it to be weird and not what I expected to feel at all. Mostly I feel okay. I just feel like there's this undercurrent of sadness, but still very functional and able to see the good things too. The duality. Yeah. But there's always just this like, this is what should be. This is what could have been. This is what would have been had this not happened. But I also expected to be like crying in a ball on my bed all day long. But it hasn't been like that. A lot of times it's just been like, well, it's another day and just go do it and see what's going to happen. Halloween was a little different, though, because there was some logistics involved. It wasn't just an emotional thing. It was um, because Jason took the kids trick-or-treating and I would stay home and answer the door for the trick-or-treaters. And I wasn't sure how we were going to do that because guess what? What? I'm only one person. I say that to my kids all the time. Like, I'm only one person. I cannot do more than one thing at a time. So I was really not sure what to do. And people kept saying, well, just put the, like, the bowl of candy on the porch. And I was like, I hate that. Because somebody always steals the candy. And it makes me feel taken advantage of. And then it ruins it for everybody else. Anyway, so I didn't want to do that. um, But I also didn't know what else to do but then my little sister Melanie came to Hawaii with me and she was in town and so she ended up taking my kids out trick-or-treating and so it worked out yay pretty great but again there was just that undercurrent of like things are different this is not business as usual so yeah it's it's the duality it's like bittersweet it's fun to be with my kids. Halloween is a, like the biggest holiday for little kids. Um, but not having Jason here. I am anticipating Thanksgiving to be the hardest holiday for me, actually. Because it was Jason's favorite holiday. So, what should I do, Mel? What are, what are your tips? Well, first of all, enter your widow cave. <laughs> or come to my house we can play nintendo yeah all day okay i don't know my coping strategy is to do nothing mm-hmm. and to isolate myself i feel like that is not the answer for me i feel like that is correct for you <laughs> ding, ding 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 here's the thing it's like so when scott died thanksgiving was like two or three weeks later yeah and so i i was in this several months zone of i have to go to everything and make up for scott being gone so i'm gonna go to his family's thing and i'm gonna go to my family's thing and i'm gonna do this thing and i'm just gonna be there for everybody and i did i was able to run on those fumes for a while Mm -hmm. but then i super crashed and Hmm. and so i don't know um it did help me to be around people at times. And then there are times where it doesn't. And I never know where I'm going to be at. That's frustrating. I know. It'd be better if you knew what would I'm be really helpful. I'm frustrated. Yeah. I feel really frustrated right now because um, with with the two-year thing, death anniversary coming up. And it's coming up in like a week. One week. Yeah. 
I'm going to Mexico with some friends. I've instructed you not to get kidnapped. I'm not going to get kidnapped. Yeah. And I'm just hoping that it's going to be a good time. And are you going to celebrate? I mean, are you going to acknowledge it in any way? Or are you going to pretend like it's just another day? I think I'm just going to acknowledge in my head that that's the day it's actually my friend midge's birthday who's going on the trip Mm -hmm. and she it's so funny because when the day that scott died that whole morning before i found out i was on the phone with midge and we were catching up and i was telling her happy birthday and is that her real name no okay midge is your real name michelle i think her real name's michelle does everybody call her midge or just you everybody oh She's like a 1950s housewife. She's the freaking best. That's awesome. Midge is the best. Midge is the best. I don't even know her. So she's going to be in Mexico with me. Yeah. And then our friend Pepper. (laughs) You guys are like like a 1950s cartoon band. I know. That's her real name. She's our wedding photographer and also just my friend and my sister wife. So we have Pepper... And Midge. Pepper and Midge and then like 10 other ladies that and I don't Mel, know. Yeah. And I've instructed everybody that if I do not hang out, don't be alarmed. It's because sometimes social situations are hard and I just don't know how I'm going to feel. So everybody's aware that I'm going to be there and not sure if I'm going to participate in things. But I think it will be good Um, because it is. I don't want to ruin Midge's birthday. Yeah. Don't be and a buzzkill, man. I know. So it's going to be fun because it's Midge's birthday. Pepper's going to be there. They were both with me on that tragic day. But also we're there in Mexico. We're experiencing a cave-in. Oh, okay. Sorry. The cave is caving. (laughs) The cave is caving in. So I don't know. I'm hoping that by the time the six comes and goes that the big weight's going to be lifted because I feel a lot how I felt last year, which I did not. Yeah. I did not expect this. So I also have frustration that I feel this way, but like you feel like you need to be past this. Is that the frustration? Yeah, I guess so. That it shouldn't be so raw still. I guess I feel like because I knew that last year, last year I feel like I got blindsided And I didn't know that the whole month leading up to it, I was going to experience some PTSD type things. So knowing that that was a thing, I thought that just by knowing that, I would avoid it this year. And so then what happens for me is my my mental state feels like it's caving in, Mm -hmm. like crushing, and my focus is more narrow. I have less attention span. I am kind of zony a lot. I'm really forgetful. And I just feel a bigger hole in my chest. Usually something that antidepressants help with. But it doesn't help right now. So I just feel like a big hole in my chest. I feel sad. I feel raw. I feel grumpy. I feel like it's stupid. But then I feel frustrated that I feel like that because I just want to get on with my life and help people and play Nintendo and play the music (laughs) and get my car accident situation figured out and and stuff. And yeah, like, you know, you spend so much of your time clawing yourself out of the hole that sometimes when you slip back in the hole, it's like, I did all that work clawing and I'm down here again Hmm. so but I know I'm gonna be okay it just is hard right now and I don't like feeling forgetful so Anita yeah 
tell me a little more about your anniversary. So my anniversary, it was a big anniversary. It was our 20th anniversary and we had big plans. So I expected it to be really terrible because it's like you were saying, it's like a loss of what could have been, you know? And so (laughs) I had some friends and they were like, we want to take you out to dinner. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to go out to dinner. Mostly I just want to like stare at the wall. Um, but I said, okay. And then I kind of tried to think of reasons why it wasn't going to work. Like I told them that I could only go between like 4.30 and 4.47 <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> and I expected them to be like, oh, you know what? That's not going to work. And they were like, okay, done. So I was like, okay. And then my dad was like, hey, Anita, we'd like to take you out for dinner. And I was like, I don't want to go out to dinner with my parents on my anniversary. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's like the definition of not what I want to do. Even though I love my parents. Well, your, your dad, dad could have just Skyped you. Oh my gosh. What? So, I taught my dad how to officially and on purpose Skype people. What? It was is the best. So the first time we Skyped my sister in Texas and I showed him the buttons to push and he pushes the buttons and then he holds the phone up to his ear. (laughs) (laughs) So she answers the FaceTime and she's like, dad, all I can see is your ear. (laughs) Put the phone up (laughs) to your face. And so he did. Okay. But then he learned. And so while we were in Hawaii, we FaceTimed him almost every single day and he was so excited to talk to us every time I loved it so much like we had so much fun and one time we FaceTimed him we Skyped him he calls it Skyping even though it's FaceTime we FaceTime him and behind him is this poster of palm trees and a beach what and I'm like dad where are you and he's like I'm at Costa Vida (laughs) and it was a poster on the wall and it was so funny because we behind us really had that scene but it was like we were the same because he had a poster behind him that made him look like he was in the same place we were so that was super funny okay and then the best one and I don't think I told you this story but I get my face my FaceTime starts ringing and I answer it and it's my dad and he's like Anita and I'm like yeah and he goes bad news (laughs) (laughs) what and then he goes look at the road and he flipped the camera around for like two and a half seconds and then flipped it back to him. And I was like, I, I couldn't see anything. You're going to have to turn it back around and let me see it. So he turns it back around and he shows me the road. And he's like, there's a big water leak. And I'm like, oh, okay, dad. And he goes, so don't Skype me tonight. It's <laughs> <was> like, okay. <laughs> so there was a huge water leak and he's in charge of taking care of the water leaks. Um, he's the public works director of his city so anyway it was so funny because then later that night he was on the news he was i saw him yes and my mom told me that he was facetiming me at the same time he was talking to the reporter are you serious (laughs) so he like facetimed me and told me not to facetime him because bad news there was a big water leak and then he hung up on me oh my gosh it was so funny and so i was like we can't facetime dad tonight because he, he called me to tell me not to. So that was really funny. So you basically could have been on the news. I was on the news by proxy. Absolutely. I love, it. It was, I love that he's embracing technology. It was so much fun because like the joy it brought him 
was the best. And so we talked to him like every single day. That's so fun. I'm trying to convince my dad to get an iPhone and I've been trying to convince him for years. Okay. But he does not want an iPhone. But I'm like, dad, I can help you understand the iPhone. I cannot figure out his phone. Have Mr. Shore talk to my dad and maybe he can convince him. Okay. Yeah, send him on down. Maybe they could Skype each other. They totally could. Yeah. It's so funny. It Like, he was part of our Hawaii vacation because I'm about to play footsie with you because I have to stretch out. Anyway, it was way fun. I loved it so much. Um, What were we talking about? Okay. Death? Death. We were talking about anniversary. <laughs> oh, anniversary. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I didn't want to go out to dinner with my parents. A couple, a friend of ours, invited me out to dinner, and I was like, yeah, that's going to be awesome. I'm going to be the third wheel out. And Jason and I would have gone, like, to a fancy restaurant, and I would have chosen it, and then I would have ordered both dishes that I wanted, and then I would have eaten the one that I liked best and let him have the other one, because he let me do that. And that makes me sound like a jerk, but it's just Maybe you are a jerk. No, it's just because he's, like, a good person. And he didn't care about food like I care about food. Anyway, but when I showed up to dinner, they had invited, like, all of our friends. And it was really nice. And I had a really good time. And I didn't laugh for a little while. Like, I was still, like, almost holding on to, like, no, this is a sad day, not a happy day. And then finally I just kind of let it go. And I had a ton of fun. So what I thought was going to be good for me turned out not to be what I needed right that's the thing that's so weird is like you never know so I don't even know what to do for all of these holidays they say to like plan so you're not surprised by things but then it feels like all my planning has been fruitless yeah maybe just go with the flow yeah I guess you could be spontaneous I'm good at that that's usually how I am Thanksgiving I'm anticipating that kind of sucking because that was Jason's favorite holiday Um, and we always spent it with his family. So I'm just, I mean, all of the things that are coming up, I'm just playing it by ear. Like I'm waiting to see how I feel and waiting to decide what to do about it. I think that's smart. And then we'll see how it goes. Do you want to hear a story about my first anniversary without Scott? It's like close. You had all of the things right after. Oh my gosh. Because your anniversary is in December too. I know. So Scott died November 6th, which probably everyone knows about by now and is so sick of hearing. And then we had Thanksgiving. And then our second anniversary would have been December 15th. Or it was December 15th. It happened. The day came and went. And then it was Christmas. It was the worst ever. Um, But so I had some gigs lined up in December. I was playing for David Archuleta that year name dropper okay i was playing a show no i want you to name drop because then i want to say it because i think it's fun play Freebird, Freebird. listen guys this is my public service announcement psa from mel shore if you go to a wedding or you are ever <laughs> there's a live band there or if you go anywhere where there's a live band the whole Freebird. it's not funny i don't even understand it what does that i don't mean? either it's from a movie and it's not funny don't do it the end oh. i bet Okay, nobody that listens to this podcast would even do that. What you should do is you should get super high and then come and scream right in your face, right? Oh, yeah, like the guy at the last wedding. Yeah. (laughs) Mel sent me a video of this guy who was 
uh, they might have needed a restraining order against him because he was being so crazy. He was very stoked on something. (laughs) So anyway, my anniversary. I was in Calgary. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Calgary. Yeah. I love Canada. I love Wonder Bars. I wish they were keto. <laughs> They're not. I know. Ketchup chips are the best. Uh, I don't know. I, uh... Listen, have you been to Canada? Yeah, I got stuck there once. Okay. I love pierogies. Pierogies? Mm-hmm. They're Polish. Yeah, but, but also... they eat a lot of them in there's Canada? There's a lot of Polish people in Canada. Yes. Mm. Yes, ma'am. So, I was in Calgary. It was a Christmas show, and I was so sick. I was so sick that I couldn't get off the floor. Like tummy sick? Like throw up? I think it was like flu sick. Oh, okay. And I was sick in every single way you could be sick. Okay. She had the plague. And I I didn't know if I could even stand up to go play piano. Anyway, it turned out that I had enough strength only during the, sh- the portion of the show. I couldn't even do the sound check and I got out there and somehow did the show and then came back and... My anniversary, that was the that was what it was. And the previous anniversary. So you had to play a show on your anniversary. Yeah, and I did it. I was already booked for the gig, and I wanted to still do it because it's like, well, I need to still move forward. Like, I have to live my life, right? And also, I thought it would be significant because the year before, I was also touring with David for Christmas, and he announced at our show in Vegas that it was my and Scott's first anniversary. Oh, so, David Archuleta. He's so nice. Yeah. And then did he announce that it was your second anniversary? Nope. He was probably just like, I hope she makes it on stage. Oh. So luckily, like my good friends are in the band, and they were understanding and and dealt with me being sick. But that day was so hard because I woke up and I knew it was my anniversary. I'm like, how am I supposed to feel about this? And you want to feel all the happy memories and so I did I reminisced a little bit and then just got sicker as the day went on and then had to deal with the show and I just remember thinking I've never been this sick at a gig it's also my anniversary my husband's dead and I'm in a different country and I don't know what's happening Ah! so anyway show happened whatever I fly back to the states the next day but then I had to go drive from Salt Lake once I landed to Pocatello to go play a show with Colin Ray what and by that time (laughs) I was so sick um from the low end oh no and I love that you just called it the low end. <laughs> it was a shartastic drive, and I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, no. Because it was just like, okay, my life just feels like it's getting worse and worse, but this is also part of, like, a comedy show. Yeah. That's what I felt like for the first, like, several months of my life, like, just watching this really weird comedy unfold, uh-huh. but it was really horrible at the and same time. And then you're pooping your pants. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. So that's how I remember my anniversary. And then... My anniversary was better than that. I ate at P.F. Chang's. So then my following anniversary, I was in Germany. I was flying to Germany. You live such like a life of craziness. I know. This is my life traveling and things. Yeah. I'm like, and then I went to the grocery store. And then after that, I went to Famous Footwear. And then after that, I came back home to feed my children. Speaking of Famous Footwear, 
not actually famous footwear, but shoes. I just bought myself a condolence prize for Halloween. A condolence prize. Yep. Your husband's dead. Here's like, some shoes. My husband's dead. I feel like dying. I don't know what's wrong with my brain, but I think it's going to feel a little bit better in a week. Therefore, I am buying these super cool Serena Williams They were half shoes. off, but they, they were, were still super expensive. They were, but because Scott's dead, I earned them. Oh. I deserve them. I feel like that's a thing. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use that. It helped me feel better for like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to wear them in Mexico? No, I don't I don't know if I'll have them. No, I'm just going to wear flip-flops there. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so nice. It's going to be warm. So I had a crazy experience in the beach, though. I was swimming in the ocean because my race, you swam in the ocean. And it was not, they call it a rough ocean swim because there's breaking waves that break right on the beach. So they had a swim clinic to teach you how not to die in the breaking waves. And I did the clinic and I was like, okay, totally good. And then I went to practice and I did all the things that they told me to do, except for that I still got caught in a wave and like slammed down to the ground and I hurt my back, except for that it turns out that I really bruised my kidney and I like peed blood for many days. I went to the ER because of it and the lady, I'm fine. That's the... She's fine and it actually cured her. It cured me. So I was at the banquet after the race and this guy came up to me and I won this like big award before the race. And so people now kind of knew who I was because I showed like this video um, about me, which was really cool. And I loved it. And I did not expect it. But this guy came up to me afterward and they have like this big party after the race that's like a lot of drinking and it goes late into the night so this guy comes up to me and he'd already been he'd already started drinking and he was like are you coming to the after party and I was like no I'm here with my kids and I already am so tired because of the time difference and he's like come on I look like Jesus and you could be Mary and I was (laughs) like are you really using that as like a pickup line? Because uh, what? You're like, you're saying that I'm your mom. Yeah. I mean, that would be like, I'm your mother too. And it's just weird. And then my kids were like, what did he mean by that mom? And I was like, please ignore that man. <laughs> I don't know what to say about him. I've decided for us. I don't know how you feel about this yet. Oh, great. That. As long as you don't say I'm Mary. You're not Mary. You're Martha. <laughs> No. <laughs> Wait, which one was the good one? Which was I don't know. I just want to be the cool one. Who is like the coolest aunt person in the Bible? That's me. I don't think I remember Elizabeth? any Bible stories. <laughs> so our intention with this episode was to talk about holidays, anniversaries, death anniversaries, and what to expect and what we felt and how to deal with them. But we've kind of strayed a little bit from that. But we are okay with that because... That's kind of how our brain process works a little bit. There's a little bit of weird and nonsensical, nonlinear gobbledygook. And you're just getting a peek into that craziness. Yeah. And that's the whole point for us doing this is just so we can share kind of what things are like for us and when our brains are working and when they're not and experiences that happen. And somebody told me last week that my life... Or, well, they mocked me a little bit, saying that my life isn't that hard. But, were they being serious? Yeah. 
and I was super offended. Wait, can we back up a second? Why did they say that? I showed up to one of my work engagements that I had, and somebody at there, I said, hey, I just want to let you know, I just have come from a really stressful doctor's appointment, and I also had an eventful week where I I decided that it was the best interest for my health to let go of a few really big jobs that I had been doing for years and years and years. And then I showed up to do this work. And so I was informing the person I was working with, hey, if I'm just not okay, here's kind of what's going on. I'm sorry in advance. And then as the the work thing went on, I got kind of mocked for saying my life is hard because it is hard. And I got offended. And I think some people that don't understand what it's like to lose a spouse, they just don't get it. And they say, I can't even imagine. And it's like, try to imagine what it's like waking up and you look to your side of the bed and it's empty and cold and things are taken away. Like, it's really hard. And it's not just like that person is somebody to be replaced it's a big deal so it's hard for me when people say insensitive things like that I know that they don't know what they're talking about but when I'm in my super low points you want to know what I think Mm -hmm. I can't wait till your spouse dies and that you feel what this is like because it's the worst thing so there that's what I think and that's kind of rude and I'm not normally a rude person but it's hard to hear those things so speaking of which you did just make some like huge life changes I did because it was hard you were just feeling like you had too much to deal with and it was making it so you were not being in a healthy mental state Mm -hmm. what did you do it's true I I had two jobs that I had have been doing for years and years and years my longest jobs two of them and I noticed, I've noticed recently that I'm just not doing those jobs as effectively or that I'm, I'm having more outbursts that I shouldn't be having. And, and I just, and I've also been having like pain, my neck stuff. And I just, I don't know, I just feel like it's all kind of like avalanched on me and I'm I have to basically like, to, like take care of myself yeah prioritize and figure yeah out prioritize what need to happen and what things yeah and that's really hard of course if you're self-employed like all musicians are self-employed you have like 37 jobs mm-hmm. so that was really hard and and I did that right on the heels of finding out that I have to have a scary procedure scary in my eyes not scary in Anita's eyes <laughs> because she's used to all these things so I had I've had a hard week for myself <laughs> and then on top of that then right after that realizing it's Halloween and remember the last time I saw Scott oh wow so yeah that's why I'm kind of not okay this week and it's fine that I'm not okay it just is the way it is I'll Here's be fine question, though. someday and this yeah. is going to be totally self-aggrandizing. Did you find it like comforting to talk to me about your sad stuff? Yeah. Because I was like, yes. Yes. I'm sorry. That sucks. Yeah. It helps me to talk to you. And actually, even coming over here is helpful because... Because we're in a cave. We're in a cave. Duh. Duh. I'm living my dreams. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I feel like for people that have gone through the same sorts of things that I have, I mean, I know I haven't known you very long, but 
I'm as comfortable with you as I am talking to like my best friends that I've known for years and years that are the same people that I call when I'm like, my brain says, go drive off a cliff. My brain tells me to, my brain tells me to burn things. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Principal Skinner and Mrs. Kerbobble. I'm not going to finish that one. (laughs) Um, So... It's the Day of the Dead tomorrow and today. Did you know that? No. Dia de los Muertos. Are you doing something for it? So I feel like I need to. I feel like I feel like this weird pressure that I need to from inside myself. So I'm making, um, what is it? I can't remember what the name of it is now, but it's like. Dead bread. Dead bread. Bread of the dead. And I'm going to go eat it at the cemetery. It's like, and then we're going to watch Coco. Which is, like, going to be awful. I loved that movie before, and now it's so, so, so sad. I've never but seen it. But the whole Day of the Dead holiday is to, like, honor and remember the people who have died. And so it seems like it's the perfect holiday for me and for you. And I'm kind of sad that I didn't realize it until, like, five minutes ago. Well, it sounds or like fun. It, or like so it should. is the bread that you're making, are you going to make it in the shape of a skull? So that's not the traditional shape, but I kind of want to. You we'll should see. do it. Yeah. My friend ha- just had a calzone <laughs> okay. that was shaped like a skull. What? I'm serious. You thought I was going to say something dumb. <laughs> and it was relevant. Here's the thing. Mel is going to have such a difficult time editing this piece of art tonight that <laughs> yep. we've made. Because we have gone from left field to right field to home base. And now we're playing football. Yes, that's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> going to think. And now we're synchronized swimming. So mm-hmm. to make sense of this is going to be a task. So this is this is the advice that I have um, that I can think of. I would say reach out and invite and don't expect, don't have your feelings hurt if they say no. But don't not include them because you're fearful that it will trigger emotions for them yes so don't say like i'm not going to invite them to our christmas party because it will make them feel bad or i'm not going to reach out because i'm worried about that that's what that would be my advice invite like things are normal but then don't be offended or sad if they turn you down yeah It's always helpful to be invited and included. I know for me, just because I've struggled so much feeling like I don't belong anywhere and not knowing where I fit in with Scott's family sometimes um, because I was the newest person, you know, and then he died. My sister-in-law invited me last year Mm -hmm. to the cemetery and then also this year to the cemetery and, and she'll send me pictures of the kids and... And that may, means a lot to me because I think sometimes if, you know how it is, like if you send somebody a picture or something and they don't respond, you're like, well, I'm not going to send another one because they didn't respond. Yeah. But you never know why they don't respond. It's like, well, what if I was driving or what if I was driving and then I was crying or what if like I just yeah. forgot? And so it means a lot to me when people still invite me, mm-hmm. even after they've tried a lot and I haven't been able to do something. Yeah. So I agree. I guess that's the same thing that you're saying, but yeah. I second that. Oh, good. I just mostly want to be treated the same, but different. <laughs> but not so different that you feel different. Yeah. Oh, we should that's make so a clear. bumper sticker out of that. I want to be treated the same, but different, but not so different that I feel different. There you go. 
Thank you so much for bearing with us on this episode with our brains that are kind of swirling around and not making sense sometimes. As we approach the holidays, which are a time of a little bit of hesitation, maybe fear, anxiety, trepidation. If you guys have any questions for us, we would love to answer questions. Maybe you can help us focus a little bit. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and remember what we were going to talk about. We have an Instagram. It's Widow We Do Now. We have a Facebook page. Widow We Do Now. We have an email. Widow We Do Now at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. We love to hear when our podcast is shared too. So for those who have reached out, thank you. That means a lot to us and it helps us to know that we're helping others. Because really we're just in this cave in Anita's basement. If you liked our podcast or if you like us, or if you have nothing better to do, go give us a rating and a review on iTunes because that helps. Thanks. Thanks once again for trying to help us to figure out. Widow, we do now. This is my favorite thing to discuss with you. Tell me, what well, is it? One of my favorite things. I do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs. This is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan, especially when you're a widow, your person is dead, you might have kids, you might need another option, and you just want your phone to work, you want unlimited texting and service, and you want it to be like 25 bucks a month. It blows my mind that they have plans that start at $15 a month. That is so cheap. And the cool thing is, is it uses other 5G networks. And so you don't have to pay extra for that. And you still get great service. Yep. Anita and I have traveled all over and I have used my phone. So I highly recommend it. And my mom's even on it. When my dad died, we put his phone down to the cheapest plan, which is $15 a month. And I think my mom's on the $20 a month plan and it's so worth it. It's so much cheaper than what we were all paying before. So I highly recommend it if you're on a budget or not, who cares? Ryan Reynolds is in charge of the company and they send you free stickers with Ryan Reynolds temporary tattoos. It's kind of the best. So. If somebody wants to sign up, what can they do, Anita? Go to trymintmobile.com slash WWDN. Seriously, you guys, such a great idea. Save yourself some money. And if you're worried about losing data or having any changes with your phone, not going to happen. They walk you through it. Everything's fine. It's the easiest process of all time. Again, that's trymintmobile.com slash WWDN.